Yeah. What's going on, TIW Mafia? JP here with Big Joe. Yo. No tin this week, though. No, poor baby get diarrhea. But we do have with us a, a guy I've been friends with for a couple of years. And uh, you, you've seen his face if you've watched the UFC. He's a world-renowned boxing coach for the MMA. He's a great baseball coach as well. And that's Mr. Steve Mays. Steve, how are you? Good, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, anytime, man. It's it's one of those things where, like, when we do this with QATV now in the studio, like, we've been trying to get more Quincy residents involved and the yep. community involved and stuff. And, I mean, you've lived in Quincy your whole life. You coach the... Um, Coach the baseball here with Morissette in the Legion. Yep. And, you know, like we were just talking about how competitive that league is. I don't think people realize that's not like Babe Ruth. No, it's a, it's a great league, and it's uh, you got to be a, anywhere from a high school freshman to a college freshman, and it is very competitive. And I just got to check to play. Does your last name actually have to be Paca? <laughs> no. That's, that's not true. It might have to be Italian, but it doesn't have to be Paca. <laughs> the Pacas are great kids. <laughs> but that's... Um, yeah, so, I mean, Steve, you, like, how did you, like, become such a, like, a, like, you coach everything at high levels. It's not like, you so know. I, I mean, I was obviously blessed with great coaches growing up um, at, at every sport, right? At baseball, basketball, football, um, obviously a little short for basketball, so we, we kind of put that <laughs> on the back of uh, But I, I had great coaches growing up, and, it, you know, it started with my dad when I coached, when I played baseball. Uh, guys like Scott Campbell, who's another Quincy resident, uh, helped me out with football. Um, I'm all about giving back, so you know, let, let's let's help the kids out. I was helped out as a kid, so let's help the kids out and do the right thing. Right now, so Steve, like Steve Mays, like your name, we've heard you in the UFC. Like Joe Rogan's <laughs> literally called you out a few times. And, um, where? How did that happen? I think because I know the story. Like truth be told, so the the UFC thing was crazy. So. Um, Joe Lozon, who lives in Bridgewater, he was getting ready for an eight-man tournament back in 2005, and he had a broken hand at the time, and I was at Bishop's Gym, Eddie Bishop, in um, East Bridgewater. So Joe Poffert, who was the owner of Reality Self-Defense at the time, called Eddie Bishop and said, hey, I got a guy fighting, I need someone to wrap his hand, so Eddie Bishop said, hey, I think I got a very good guy to do it, see if you can help him out. So... I said, yeah, sure. Um, I had no desire to do it. I was a boxing guy, didn't know anything about MMA. So I wrapped Joe's hands. He asked me what it would cost. I gave him a ridiculous price. He, d- he didn't even blink at it. <laughs> wish, wish I yeah. priced it a little more. Um, well, my bottom well, level is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's where I'll start. So he ended up winning the eight man tournament. And um, so I. Literally cut his hand wraps off at the ring. I wanted out of there. I wanted nothing to do with it. I just wasn't educated in the sport. So a couple months goes by. Not even a couple months. A couple weeks goes by, and Joe calls me and says, Hey, I got an opportunity to fight in the UFC. Okay. that's At the time, it didn't mean anything to me. And he said, I'm fighting Jens Pulver. Again, doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, sure. He said, what would it take? So, again, I gave him a ridiculous price, and he didn't even blink at it. And I'm like, oh, boy. Was it this one more than the last one? Yeah, because okay. this was this was flying to California. This was pay-per-view. So I'm going right. to jack the price. And he said, sure. 
and um, yeah, I wouldn't even know the where to begin. The yeah. Pulver fight for him—that's kind of a funny fight too, because he was so Joe Lozon did the Ultimate Fighter later on, and Jens Pulver was his coach in that, and he had already had a victory over him. So they—they they brought Joe in to get knocked out by Jens Pulver because Jens was doing the show with BJ Penn, and that was already set. But Jens had taken a few years off from M- MMA to do boxing, and he was like five and oh, five knockouts in boxing. So they were bringing him back to be the coach of the show against BJ Penn and then him and BJ were going to fight in the end and Joe was just kind of the he was coming in to do a job so he says to me you want to do it so I give him a price so now I'm like I got to find some tape on Jens Pulver because I, I don't know anything about Jens Pulver so uh, I called somebody who was very knowledgeable in the sport I called Chopper uh, <laughs> Chopper Dillon Brian, vote, for, vote for Brian Dillon I mean uh, for Brian Dillon Chopper's the jack of all trades. Oh, yeah. There's, like, oh, yeah. there's something to be known about. I've known Chopper since yeah. we were kids. Yeah. yeah. If there's, you may not know a lot of information <laughs> oh, about but it, but he'll know something yeah. about everything. But he yeah. is the boxing guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not, but with Chopper, it's not that like, oh, I know this. No, not one of those people I know about that. Yeah. He, he, he knows it. Yeah, he yeah. does. So he says, uh, oh, that's, a, that's an easy one. And I said, well, what do you mean it's an easy one? And he said, just go to Blockbuster. I'm like, go to Blockbuster? What do you mean? He's like, he's on all of the right, ultimate knockouts. Fa- this is how far back the... 2005. Was. So he says he's on all of the ultimate knockouts. And I'm like, what? So I'm the boxing coach. We're fighting a guy who's a knockout artist against Joe, who would, will admit to you today that he's not a stand-up guy. He's not a boxing guy. Right. So I go and I get one of the ultimate knockouts, and now I found out he's left-handed. So he's lefty. He's a puncher. <laughs> He's the former, oh, at the time, he was the 155-pound champ. Right. He left with the belt, so nobody ever beat him. Uh, so I thought I was walking Joe into a, a nightmare of a night. I, remembering back to my boxing days, granted, I stopped when I was like 16, but I did it from like... He started when he was 17. <laughs> <laughs> I, I started when I was like 12 with my cousin who boxed, so going through. Left-handed, in, like they don't... You don't train that. They never no. trained me against the, the southpaw. Right. They always trained against the right hand, and it, it just throws you off. Yeah. So you're, you're 100% right. So what we worked on for that fight is we worked on one counter punch and defense. Don't get knocked out. He boxed with, at the time, Billy Cosgrove, who oh, yeah. was 14 yeah. years old at the time. Hmm. And Cheryl Houlihan, who was a international champion, but just crazy fast, crazy athlete, great boxer, and he boxed with both of them. And um, we, I mean, literally worked on not getting knocked out. And one well, that's punch. Like, that's like the first yeah. thing you should do. Is yeah, like go into the ring. So don't get knocked right. out. Right, that's that's plan A. Yeah. <laughs> don't let your shorts fall down. Yeah. <laughs> so we went, and uh, forty-three seconds later, the my life I, obviously Joe's life but my life changed forever right you know he I went mean, in and he, he knocked Jens Pulver out he knocked out the knockout so knocked out Jens Pulver so you're basically selling him right in a decade as a UFC coach yeah here. so and it, wow. it all starts with Joe right it, it's is whether I'm a good coach or bad coach or whatever coach Joe made me a, a household name right if he doesn't win those fights people have no idea who I am and I'm not saying people know who I am now but Joe is the is the reason because then it's funny like, like you being the Boston guy too is like your voice is the voice you hear <laughs> yelling from yeah, the court. Yeah. there's three other coaches there with yeah. you, but you hear your voice. Yeah. Oh, how many times do you? Hear, I I I've got. I'll admit I'm not 
Not that I'm not a fan. I haven't never watched a full UFC oh, fight. I yeah. love it. Full MMA fight. I love it. Well, I like watching the highlights. I like watching like the, but I've just never. It's timing's never a coordinated for me to watch. That's how I was too. And then you just have something that hooks you. Mm-hmm. I w- obviously was a part of it, but you just have something that hooks you. And then and what's yeah. drawing me in, clo- in in more is through JB having he has more connections into it than, than I do. Yeah. And just trying to get more and more acclimated with it, and understanding of the sport. Now I understand the art of fight. I grew up in the streets of South, you know how to fight. Yeah. But that's different. Oh it's, yeah. It's like oh, yeah. that is the art of fighting. Yes. And that's something I never grasped. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was UFC one, UFC two. Like street fighting was actually labeled as one of the styles. Yeah. yeah. But if you went in with that now, you'd get destroyed. Yeah, you'd be in a lot of trouble. You know. It's you'd such a, a it's a science at yeah. this point. And there's a lot to it, right? There's kicks, there's elbows, there's knees, there's takedowns, there's yeah. jiu-jitsu, there's wrestling, there's, there's judo, right? I mean, there's people with, with world-class judo that are no. that are great fighters. So, And, and that's the thing. Like, there are people out there that you used to study karate. Or th- they study them all. Yes. They're well, like a black belt yeah. in like 16 different things. Correct. You know, the way I met you was obviously like mutual friends with Pat Dillon, but even before that was through Joey Cav yeah. with the WCF. Yeah. Where I'd be stuck in situations where you'd be grabbing me and be like, <laughs> you have to stand here because the Celtics are out after curfew yeah. and nobody can take pictures yeah. of them. You do not move. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that, that, was, that, was, that was, I'm going to use the Celtics as an example. That never happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> may, that might have happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, exactly. In Wilmington, <laughs> the Shriners. <laughs> they may have, no, may or may not have lost the game. Correct. Last night. Correct. Um, Say we're frozen. It'll come back. Well, It'll come back. That's just the video. Yeah, that's um. Yeah, so but like through there, and like when yeah, Pat was like, "Hey, my buddy Steve wants to watch the Royal Rumble." You know, was he going to come over? And he said it was you. I was like, uh, me and you didn't know each other. We hadn't really yeah. interacted at that point, but I knew who you were because yeah. you were the guy for Joe. I was the guy that was ringside doing security. You were the guy running the fighters down because yeah. you could control the crowd and you knew how to do it. Yeah. Well, I, I, right pace. I, uh, I saw the great Burt Watson do it for many, many, many years yes. in the UFC. Yeah. And I just kind of followed what he did. And I took that to now CES out of Rhode Island, Classic Entertainment Sports, oh, yeah. Jimmy Birchfield's organization. So, you know, I helped those guys out with it too. But I, I watched Burt for years do it with the best fighters in the world, and it just it made it easy. I think my buddy Caleb just signed on doing their uh, video. Okay. What's the, uh, see, I know, uh, no, you know what it was Cage said he just signed okay. on with. Um, but he's trying to get himself out. Like he's coming out of the pro wrestling world, doing video production stuff on a high end live yeah. production, and trying to get away from that and into MMA because it's it's just a better sport. Well, it's, it's a better sport. It's where it's going right the now. The people in it are better people. Um, I'm not saying there's bad people in pro wrestling, but there's better business better businessmen in MMA. I'd say, and they have to be because of the without a doubt. Well, MMA, the business side of it, from uh, Someone on the outside look at it. That's the same thing as you go to a certain bars and pubs, and you go back down like in Southie, you had the double basement. They'd be down the double basement, and it'd be bare knuckle brawling. Right. And it would be money to money. Right. And that's how I, well, in my opinion, where I see UFC and cage fighting. Well, that's a, it's sort of. I mean, bare knuckle was different. But that sort of uh, like it, it sort of got evaporated. Boxing is getting evaporated by MMA, I think. And I, I don't know. It if is. You as a boxer, I don't know if you agree or disagree with that. But 
I love boxing. I'll always be a boxing guy. But MMA is what everybody's doing right now. It's where it's it's faster. It's it's you know we we live in a world of, of speed, right? You yep. want something, you look it up. Yep. You order it now, you have it tomorrow, right? You want you want a certain thing, you can get it right now. I can go to Google, I Amazon right now. And order something. JP might bring it with FedEx. I might bring it with UPS. <laughs> but someone's going to bring it to you. That's how I got my Guinness Zero. Yeah. Delivered. UPS brought it the next day. And, and if you... What's Brown done for you? <laughs> <laughs> if you have, um, you know, if you have a 10, 12 round fight and it's a boring fight, after the fourth or fifth round, if you don't know the person fighting, yeah. you're shutting it off. And it never gets with that with MMA because you got three fives. Right. And it's over. Do you think right now boxing is in chaos? I think there are stars, superstars. Canelo Alvarez, Lomachenko. Logan uh, Paul. Uh, I'll get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to Logan Paul. Um, Tyson Fury. Yes. So you have superstars, right? You yeah. have guys that events are built around. I mean, he's fighting in Wembley Stadium. He's going to sell right. Wembley Stadium out. It's crazy. heard of, right? Crazy. That's like Ali Frazier stuff when they sold out Manila. Um and then, you know, you have guys that are jockeying for that next spot. I, you know, the two most feared guys in boxing live in New England. Bruno Andrade, who's out of uh, Rhode Island. Okay. And Rashidi Ellis, who's out of Somerville, Mass. They're probably the most two feared guys what in fight, boxing. What fight class? Um, Bubu is 60. He could be 68. And um, the same thing with Rashidi. He's like a 54, 60. And that's two areas that are pretty rich in boxing oh, history, yeah. too. Oh, Somerville, big time. Yeah. But you have guys like that. So my point is, you have guys like that that can't get fights. Right? Those big superstars don't want to fight them because it's too much of a risk. Canelo Alvarez is going to make $25 million whether he fights me or he fights Triple G. That's so why take the risk and fight a Demetrius Andrade or fight uh, Rashidi Ellis? Right. In MMA, it's different. What Dana's done with the UFC is completely different. He's taking the two best guys, and he's putting them in against each other. So everybody wants to watch that. Yeah. right? Mayweather-Pacquiao was 10 years too late. Right? Yeah. If it was 10 yeah. years earlier, and, and think of the money they did then. And that was that, that was because of what you were just saying. Those two were saying, why am I... Both of them. Yeah. He's on steroids. He's doing this. Both of them for years ducked each other because of what you were just saying. Why take the risk? Correct. Because they didn't need to they make those to. big money fights. And they still made the money... Yeah. I mean, look at look at so Conor McGregor fights Floyd Mayweather, and they both made you know they do world tours right. with hundreds of thousands that of people. Hype, that was the best hype-up stuff I've seen. Like Conor McGregor had no boxing fights going into that. No, but no matter what, he was making a hundred million dollars in Conor, and, and <laughs> Floyd was making two hundred million. <laughs> yeah, but he spent it all on his suits with the oh, FU, for the BFU pinstripes. pinstripes. But you don't. Ha- that was a cool suit. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. But you don't have to get the best boxer. To fight right. the best boxer, mm-hmm. you pulled somebody out of the, the MMA sport because they were so popular to fight, arguably the, the greatest boxer of, well, of my time. And that's a McGregor. Yeah. My again, my opinion of him is he is a bigger celebrity than he is a fighter. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? For sure. He he's doing commercials. He's got his own was it his own whiskey out? Yeah, yeah. Pro- uh, you know, proper proper twelve. He's making more money coming from Ooh. 
his endorsements no. or his different things than any time you've ever gotten the, he, the he got in the he was in the parade. He almost got killed in the parade a couple of years ago. Really? Really? Yeah. I know Papa, he was in the parade. Proper put him in. Yeah. And he got out and he was talking trash. Really? They had to put him in the car and escort him out of the parade. Who was he talking trash to? Anybody who would listen. Anybody, yeah, that's how he is. Anyone who you would see, listen. You see, he got to realize, though, things like that, you don't know where you're going. Right. right. You know, he, goes, he, does that up, he, he does it up on, on this side of Broadway, he's going right. to get bottled. He does it on this side of Broadway, he's getting we're stabbed. Ta- we're talking about the Southie Parade, the South Boston, St. Patrick's Day Parade, of course. And you don't know who's there because that's not all salty people. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know? That's right. You don't know who's there. That's well, why you Pat, need. Pat Dillon will be the mayor of that parade. This yes. Year, correct? Yes. So uh, make sure I keep throwing those he's, plugs. He's got my Because he ain't on payroll. <laughs> uh, so Jake Pollitt, that's that's a real... So Logan Paul obviously made an appearance last night yep. on Raw. Uh, but so... I didn't even know that. Yeah. So Jake, Jake Paul... Um, is making money. Yeah. And oh. you can say whatever you want about him, right? But he's fighting the right so, guys and he's making money. His pay per views kinda taken. Yeah, but they're not selling a lot. Right. He gets so many views from YouTube and so yeah. much money from YouTube. Do you think cause I kinda see this happening. You know Dana. I don't know Dana. I've never met Dana. I don't know him from a home like I know who he is, obviously. <laughs> but he doesn't know me from a home at all. Do you think He's going to make Dana pull Jimmy Gifford out and train him and have Jake Paul versus no. Dana White. No. J- <laughs> Dana White doesn't need Jake Paul. Jake Paul what, needs Dana White. With all the trash, with Jake accusing him of doing coke. And, but you know, he said you can test me anytime you want. Let me, let me stop for a second. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I need to fill in. Jake challenged Dana? So, no. Jake is just basically... Jake is saying... So Jake Paul's pay-per-views are tanking. Yeah. They're selling 60,000 buys when if you don't hit 100,000 buys, you're not going to break even. Yeah. So they're half of that. So the the machine called the UFC who just sells and sells and sells, Jake Paul fought a couple of their fighters and knocked them out, which he's a boxer knocking out MMA guys, right. which is fine. If that's what your your business plan is, go right ahead. It's like seeing people yeah. like like an ice cream man and, having a, and feed into a diabetic. I, I was surprised. Yeah, it's, it's like asking a basketball player to hit a baseball, yeah. right? It's not going to happen. But he needs those buys. So now he goes after Dana, who you could argue might be the biggest sports icon outside of like a Jerry Jones or something easy, like that. Easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So now he goes after him because he needs all those buys. So if, if he if he can goat Dana into going to, into a back and forth, Jake Paul might sell a hundred pay per views on yeah. his neck buy. Jake Paul is good at talking trash. Oh yeah, he's great. And he did it because he got Dana to answer. Oh, yeah, you know? For sure. And for Dana's sure. got that in him too, where he's not going to let somebody run on. No him. way. Well, and, and that's no what way. And he knows that. I, re- I remember just the Tito Ortiz stuff with Dana White yeah. when Tito left him hanging. Yeah. And that's why I said it like that because, like that, I, I see that kind of like I think that may be Jake Paul's so, endgame. So one of the one of the things that's the one of the reasons that's not going to happen is that Tito Ortiz Dana White thing was twenty years ago. Yes. He's not. 35 years old anymore. Oh, but he's big. No, he's in shape. But he, he's, you know, he's I don't big. know. It's it's when when you, you know, he's 51 now. That's, you know, yeah, he's Jake not, Paul's, yeah, Jake Paul's he's prime. a teenager. He's yeah. in his prime. 51 and not going, not constantly doing it. Correct. You know, Correct. if you're 51 and you've been doing it week in, week out for the last 20 years, yeah. 
You can do it. Yeah. No, I mean, he works out every day, and he works out hard every day. But it's just different. You yeah, know what I mean, it's it's just different. It's and he uh, needs Dana, and Dana, Dana don't need Jake Paul. Right, and that's and Jake. Paul, but I mean, if you watch what Jake Paul did, Jake Paul beat like Ben Askren. Yeah, Ben Askren's a tough UFC fighter. But has he thrown a punch in his career? Never. <laughs> you know, never. In the time, I was surprised. The first fight I bet on Woodley, the first Woodley fight. Yeah. Um, and obviously I lost. I didn't see that happen. I thought Woodley was going to be able to be. The, I thought Woodley was going to be the one, honestly. Yeah. And then the second one, I knew Woodley wasn't going to be the one, but I thought it was going to go the distance, and I lost again. So, again, you know, so Jake, I, I, Jake Paul wants, like, Masvidal. He wants yeah. Diaz. Because they sell. He's good they to, sell. He's good to those guys. I think what he's trying to do, too, is, and he, this is where he, I think this is where he got Dana Matt the most, is saying, why don't you pay you guys like I'm paying them? So that is all, that's, that's everybody's thing, right? So, but so first of all, to, yeah. So to go back to the boxing thing, Jake Paul, the first time he fought Woodley, probably even the second time he fought Woodley, he gave everybody on the on the undercard a minimum of like twenty thousand right. dollars. So everybody who fought on the undercard at a minimum got twenty. Like Amanda Serrano got like two hundred thousand. Crazy. You know they trained together, yeah. and now she's fighting Katie Taylor in arguably yeah. the biggest women's boxing fight there is. Um. But so that's people gravitate to Jake Paul because they're like, "Ooh, I'm gonna get an extra ten thousand, twenty thousand, forty thousand for the money grab." Yeah, right. that's why I'm gonna do that. It's this instead of right, and and, you know, and go ahead. It's like I, I don't know. Like I like what he's doing because it's bring, it's, it's bringing boxing back. Oh yeah, but oh, yeah. at the same point, like I don't know. And and as far as paying your guys, you know, Dana's his whole thing, and and he's right. If you don't like what I'm doing, just start a company and do it. Right. Right. Like yeah. if you don't like how how Pat Dillon runs his his wrestling shows, or his run, yeah, run your own, right? <laughs> run for maybe yourself. Run run a run a wrestling yeah. show yourself. If you don't like right. what a guy is doing and you think you can change it, change Go it. Go ahead. Yeah, it's uh, that's very true. And Dana, so I don't know what he pays his guys. I don't know. You know, I mean, we all see what the payouts are, but you also see all the bonuses. Oh, yeah. And there's not one or two bonuses. There's four or five bonuses a night. You get knockout of the night. You know, fight of the night. Mm-hmm. So get the bonuses. And and not only that, most time, more times than not, he pays extra bonuses. Right. So there's supposed to be two performance of the night. He might give out four performance right. of the night. And you, you know what I mean? That. Yeah, yeah. And discretionary bonuses. So I can tell you for a fact that there are fighters that get discretionary bonuses. So you could be sitting at your house today and you open up the mail and there's a check from the UFC for $10,000. I was just going to say, yeah, I think it was happens a, all the, time. the first garden fight, I think it was. Joe, Joe who was a mid-carder, was the highest paid person on that card. For sure. And nobody knew that. It, I think it made one of the newspapers yeah. locally yeah, for uh, sure. because he was the local kid. So he did. There was a, there was a reason that happened. Yep. And he earned that. Yeah. Earned it. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, you know. And it, correct me if I'm wrong with this. Is it is there a difference between a payday and a contract? Like you're going to get X amount of money for this fight, but you're under contract for me for four fights, so you're going to get X amount each fight, and they may go up depending on how they go. Correct. So most contracts go, and we'll just use dollar amounts. So your first fight's going to be one dollar. Your next fight's going to be four dollars. Your third fight's going to be ten dollars. Yeah. No matter what, that's what you're going to make. And in MMA, they double it. So you're going to make a dollar to fight, and you're going to make a dollar more if you win. Oh, so it's a, yeah. So you're going to get a dollar, but you're going to fight extra hard. Now we use a dollar, but right. so right. if you do this, correct. We so on the Paul side of it, it's just like 
this amount of money for whatever you do. That's right. That is correct. And it makes <laughs> fights like that go the other way. But yeah. sometimes you might have to get a tattoo or you might have to change your name and <laughs> love, a fight. I love Jake Paul or whatever. <laughs> he's, whatever he's got a tattoo of the finger. Right on his middle finger yeah. every time he has to show it exactly. somebody. Exactly. And, and exactly. that'll wear off. Yeah. He, he, the finger tattoo will wear off. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. And, and again, <laughs> again, it was a it was a money grab and that's fine. Right? Who, I don't have a problem with that. If guy is offering somebody $500,000 to take a fight, you got to take the fight. That's yeah. Take the fight. Whether it lasts one round or 12 rounds, you're, you're going to take that yeah, fight. And there were 10 no. to get punched That's in the right. And, and I'll take that 500 grand. <laughs> and I'll count to 500,000 before you count exactly. to 10, right? That's yeah. how it works. Yeah, of course. <laughs> now, how do you feel about, like, the way those... Because I think most of those are exhibitions, too, right? So, the first Jake Paul fight against... Um, he fought a YouTuber. That was his first fight. It was another YouTuber. Yes. And that was, I believe that was an exhibition. Okay. Everything else has been a real fight. Okay. The right amount of so the right outs correct. Now Mayweather is fighting exhibition. So Mayweather right. fought Logan Paul. Okay. That's twelve ounce gloves, you know, there's no, no knockouts, there's no decisions, anything like that. In your it's just a spectacle. That your boxing expertise, who won that fight? Because Logan Paul claims he won that fight. The I Mayweather fight? Yeah. Okay. I think that was I didn't see it. Oh, yeah. You really I did not watch it. Really? So it was on like a Monday night or a Sunday you night. You had the fight and you didn't watch? I work at night. <laughs> it was okay. a Sunday night. It was pouring, raining out at the venue. Uh, yeah. You know, it was Logan Paul. I knew it was an exhibition, so I knew Mayweather couldn't stop him. Yeah. Like, if you go back and you... So I've watched it on replay. He Mayweather catches him in like the first or second round yeah. and holds him up and makes sure he goes <laughs> yeah. the distance. Yeah. Right? So... You know, you're, you're going to charge me $70, $75 for that. I don't know it's about that. It's like the that. Tyson McNeely fight. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, now, you'll, you'll get a kick out of this. Next year, me and Joe will get a table at a, um, at a pro wrestling convention in Rhode Island. Uh, the, it's the New England Fan Fest and Hall of Fame. Yeah. And we last year, we brought in a couple of guys from Chicago to sit at our table. This year, I said, now we're going to do something different. Okay. We have, sitting at our table next year for the whole day, Hurricane Peter McNeil. No way. Did he just wrestle? He did a run on Pat show, right? So that's why we grabbed him, because I knew, he, I knew he's trying to get into wrestling. Right. And he's a name. He's yeah, got an yeah, influence. So sure. I knew everyone was going to try to grab him, so we locked him down already. Oh, that's awesome. We'll get some gloves to have yeah, autographed. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he, um, he did pass last show in Southie, and... Uh, one of the wrestlers all night was calling him the uh, tropical storm <laughs> until Peter had to get in and yeah. throw a little punch. Yeah, and, you know. Yeah, that's funny. I think I think McNeely will be in Malden on Friday too for Pat's February oh, vacation. Really? Uh, if you guys look at UFO Wrestling's Facebook, you can see all the information. I don't know if Peter's on the poster or not, but I'm pretty sure. I've heard a rumor. He may not be there. He'll be around. That uh, Peter might be in the building the, for the, that one. The question that I always pose for a, for a UFO wrestling card: Will the CIA make an appearance? I That's don't. Always think so. my question. Yesterday was Pat's birthday. I saw that he was at the Calhoun. He was. He was up at the Calhoun. I don't know if CIA will be there. CIA hasn't been around in a little while. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. But um, CIA has been working out. He doesn't yeah, work like he used to. Yeah, he's lost a lot. He doesn't look like he used to. He's lost a lot of weight. Oh yeah. It's like he's actually coming from the castle instead of Sully's house. He's <laughs> 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 coming, yeah, coming from the BAC and not, not Sully's. He's got a lot of stuff. Uh, there's a lot on hand for that, so he's got a good show lined up. 
Now, MMA question for you. And yes. It's, not, it's outside the ring. This is something I always wondered. Weigh-ins. Yep. Face-offs. Yep. How much reality is in that? I understand you weigh yourself. That's all good. You do your pose. You do your publicity photos. But the face-to-face, -face, yeah. you so see the shit coming back. So it used to be, back in the day, it used to be, you know, you'd get there at 4 o'clock. You would weigh in, and then you would have a face-off. And those were... You know, there was some pushing and shoving and stuff like that, but guys have spent hours and hours and hours in the sauna. So yeah. after they did this, they were like, get me some water. I've, yeah. So I've literally <laughs> seen some shows where the guy hadn't dropped enough. Yeah. Jog around the building once or twice in the sweatsuit. Yeah, yeah. Take a, you know, go to the bathroom and then come back yeah. and weigh in. So. so now they do it different. Now they weigh in in the morning. So you have a you have a and the, so and the, the, the UFC has, st has started this and it's it's unbelievable because now when you talk to people they love it. Yeah. You have a you have a time slot so you have from nine to eleven, so you have that two hour gap to get up and go weigh in. You don't. It's not like a nine oh five or a nine o'clock. You have two hours. So if you get up and you're a pound heavy and you got to cut that weight, that's fine. So when you weigh in, now you come back at four o'clock, but you're full of energy now. Yeah. So now you're going to get more of a back and forth, maybe a push and a shove and and stuff like that. Um, whereas before it was kind of like, oh, let's just get this over with. You're already you're rehydrated, you've eaten probably twice, and you, you got a little bit of energy. Um, I don't think any of it's made up. I think some of it's a little more ridiculous than others. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't... Motions and swings. Yeah, and, and, and I don't know if it sells one more ticket or one more well, pay-per-view buy. I don't, so I don't know that answer. I don't think it, I don't know. I think the people that are going to watch for that are going to watch it regardless. Correct. But they're going to watch, they might watch online the weigh-ins because the Diaz brothers right. are there. And I'll just yeah. use them as an example because they're sure. like notorious for fighting. For, for sure. Know? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, they go there and watch the, I like the ones where they'll have the, pre they'll announce the fight. Monthly, they'll have a press conference with the face-off. Not a face-off. So <laughs> no. it kind of builds. Yeah. And then yeah. at the fight day, yeah, I all, mean, then all you guys get in there. There's, push there's been some notorious stuff. Like, CB, remember when CBS shot oh, the yeah. show? Um, and I think it was Mayhem. Yep. Was in the ring. So guy had just yeah, won his fight. In the yeah. In the middle so of the ring. just won his fight, and he was calling. Oh, somebody called him out. So uh, I forget who it was. Someone called out Mayhem Miller because he had the title. This was on CBS Live. Yeah. And um, Mayhem thought that was his cue to go in the ring, and no one else knew. They locked him in the ring, and they just pummeled yeah, they, him. Yeah, they, they, they went out. There was like four oh, or five yeah. on one. Yeah. They, they cut the commercial. Oh, yeah. You could hear the announcers going, guys, this is live on TV. Don't right. do this. Yeah. Right. Like, that was crazy. Yeah, that, that's, that stuff happens. But, you know, the, the other thing you want to think about is, and, and again, this is to the great Burt Watson. He used to say that, you know, you don't get paid to fight at the weigh-in. So right. let's just say me and you are, have a yeah. face-off, and I push you, and you push me, and I Spread fall. Yeah, the fight's off. You don't yeah. get paid. I don't get paid. Yeah. Right. So you know what? And let's just face off and then fight tomorrow. Because right. they're both going to get and paid for that. Right, and that's happened with the Shamrocks. Oh, yeah, for sure. Remember, the that's Shamrocks were going to fight each other, and I think Ken got hurt. That's why you see Dana step in a lot. Because he doesn't want to lose that. So there's so much hype yeah, going into that pay. fight. Yeah. You get so much fight going into that hype. You don't want to lose that fight because right. someone's being a jerk. Look what happened with Canelo and Caleb Plant. He slapped him at the at the press <laughs> conference. He cut his <laughs> eye. If that's at the weigh-in, there's no fight. Yeah. You lose all that money. And probably might even get fines if you're going to Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. And uh, suspensions. Really? You know, because... 
I don't know if there's any state where MMA is not commissioned now, but I know Dana for a long time wouldn't go into a state that wasn't commissioned. Yeah, That's why it took so long for him to get here. Correct. Um, When's he coming back? Doesn't have to. That's the thing. Knock on wood, cross your fingers, cross your toes, say a novena, do whatever you got to do. May 7th, please come really? back to Boston. Yes, I'll bring out the I'm, I'm not saying it's even being talked about. I just, man, if there was ever a time, because the mask, so he won't go anywhere where there's a mask mandate. Okay. He's not going to force his fans to wear masks. We just right? lifted it. We just lifted well, it. Well, we lifted the vaccine in At Boston. The yeah, so you don't have to have a vaccine card, and I don't think you have to wear a mask if so, you are Yeah, so I think only in like the common area, so like the concourse, when you're going to get food. Um, I just went to a concert. Um, granted, it wasn't in Boston. It was in Worcester where they had the mask mandate still. And you had to wear, you only had to wear the mask in the concourse area, so the food right. area. And even then, no one was enforcing it. But I get it. Like Dana wants to go by the rules. So now that, now that it's lifted... There's no site for May 7th. Please, God, <laughs> come to Boston on May 7th. That, uh, that would be cool. I'll that one. Yeah. yeah I, that, the, the UFC, it's so dear. Like, I've gone a couple of times with friends and cousin, my cousins and stuff because they're all... My cousin Rory's a huge boxing guy. We yep. were trying to turn him for a while into, yeah. the, into the MMA and... Introduced him to like Charlie Flaherty and a couple okay. of those guys. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just uh, with Charlie a couple of uh, couple Is he still around? around? Oh, yeah. Uh, I hadn't around. seen Charlie in a while. I thought yep. he went down to like Florida or something. Nope, he's still around. Good uh, dude. We Funny did, guy. We, we did a ring together um, no, okay. Friday for a boxing event in, uh, in Warwick, cool. Rhode Island. Yeah, Charlie's yeah. a good dude. Yeah, he's a good guy. So, um, so, real quick, Aaron Tyler says that I, I stopped Joe's fight in the second round in 2018. Uh, New York coaches need to do that to avoid damage and... Aaron, you're you're 100% right. Um, when I went up there in between that fight with Chris Gutzenmacher, was the guy he was fighting, and I just whispered in his ear and said, "Joe, this isn't going the right way. Let's let's live the fight another day." Aaron's a huge MMA guy. Yeah, he and usually when so when Joe fought uh, Jim Miller for the first time, hit 30 stitches in his head. Oh. Yeah, 30. He come back after the first round, and he was covered. I could just see his, when he opened his eyes, I could see his eyeballs, and that was it. And I said, Joe, are you okay? Like, and he said to me, yeah, this kid can't hurt me. Now, I'm staring at him <laughs> covered in blood. <laughs> but if the stitches that you do that, it's open. But you know that he wants to continue fighting. Right. So when Gutenmacher, when I, I just whispered in his ear, and I just said, Joe, this, this just isn't going the right way. Let's, let's live, the, live the fight again. And he just said, okay. Yeah. And you know, right then and there, that the fight cannot go any further. Right. No, what know? do you do? I didn't see that fight. What I just turn to the referee and I say, that's it. It's over. Okay. And Dan Mergliato was a referee who I, I know very well. And I just turn and said, Dan, yeah. that, that, that's it. So that's the thing. And I don't know if people realize that. Like, you being in Joe's corner, you're not just in Joe's corner. You're in that circle. So I was, in, I was in his wedding um, I've been you know, to birthday parties for his kids when his kid was born with cancer. I was, you know, I was there every day for him. Um, he, he's he's more of a friend now than a fighter. Yeah. yeah. Right. If he fights one more time or one hundred more times, right. he he's more my friend. It's the friend than instead else. of the guy. Right. Correct. But that's know. like when I was um, like you're in that whole circle though. You're not just like you said. You're not just a coworker with Joe at all. Right. But you're not just co-workers with any of them because Correct. guess what? When you guys are done with the fights, when the fights are over or before the fights begin, you're in the same hotel. Oh, yeah. You know, so you're in the same bars. Yep. You're in the same, oh, yeah. maybe not the same bars, but the same gym, yep. working out in the same places. Yep. 
without a doubt. You know, without a doubt. And th- and that's you know, Joe creates that atmosphere yeah. at the gym at, at Lausanne MMA. Whether you you know, so on Saturdays there's big sparring there, and people come from all over to spar. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what gym you're affiliated with, Joe. Open, you know, is open arms to whoever wants to come in. Is there, are you I allowed to go and watch? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I, I remember. Absolutely. Can I tell a story that's kind of <laughs> funny, and it has to do with me doing security at WCF. Yeah. So I don't know who they were fighting, and Joe's like the nicest guy in the world. But whoever one of his guys was fighting, and he was in the corner, you were in the corner, and me and you didn't know each other at the time, and um. There was heat with between the gyms. Okay. And Joe Cav was a little worried about after the fight. Yeah. And he came to me and he said, JP, I need you ringside for this one. There's issues between the gyms. If anything happens, get in. And I'm thinking, <laughs> Joe is always going to kill me. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to go here. I'm, like, the best thing I can do is grab Steve Wheat. Right. <laughs> right. I don't remember. It's been a while since Joe ran. I, I, was I'm sure there was some beef somewhere. Yeah, it, um, but I mean, but that's Joe, just the way it was. Right. Lausanne's the nicest guy in the world. Best Every guy time in the I've world. Met him. Best guy in the world. You know, same with his brother. Yeah. Danny's awesome, too, and Danny just had a kid. Oh, nice. Um, Danny, Danny, Danny 100% has changed his entire life around. Um, you know, he's a dad now, has a great job. Um, but, you know, it, it, people, when they would say things about Danny, I, I would say, take the, you know, look at this for a second. You're a senior in high school. You get asked to fight on pay-per-view <laughs> in the biggest organization in the world against a very good fighter, and you got a shot. Right? Well, how do you think the kid's going to react? I knew oh, he yeah. was the youngest fighter. 18 years old, he was a senior. I knew he, like, he was the youngest wow. ever, probably yeah. still is. So you were, you were going to math class thinking about fighting him. Yeah, yeah. Fighting yeah. Him. he was going to jeopardize. He's sitting across from him at lunch and yeah. on Friday, and Saturday he's on paper. 100%. That's crazy. 100%. So, you know, Danny, Danny's a great guy. I love Danny. Um... You know, but he he bowed himself. Yeah. You know, and, and but he's but he turned it around. Right. Right. And that's the story that people should tell. Yeah. He, he's he's a dad now. He's got a I, him and his girlfriend are doing great. He's got an unbelievable job. That's the story that people should tell. Times I've seen him has been at shows. He's always been very professional. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. He was around Joe. Joe Cav was like a. I don't know if Joe was like a handler for him or what. But Joe, you know, Joe like, Cav was his manager for a while. So. You know, he's of course best behavior around him, but it's um, yeah, it's just. They also go back to being the persona. I heard, so, I heard someone right. so did this. Well, I don't know so and so, so I can't judge him. You know, it's and anybody can be in situations and get anything can happen. We can walk out of here and something can happen. For sure. I mean, for sure. So. Yeah. I don't, Joe. I'm throwing Joe in front of whoever. He's really one more crippled than me. I'm, I'm <laughs> running out of there. I'm already broken. Yeah. Though, you know? Steve was like, I'll stay yeah. behind you and yell what yeah. to do. Hey, what what did you did back in the day. Joe's <laughs> win. What? Yeah. yeah. So what's next for you? What do you got coming up? Anything? So I work for CES out of Rhode Island, Jimmy yeah. Birchfield's Classic Entertainment Sports. Great, and great we just ha- so. Yeah, we just had a show this past weekend, Warwick, Rhode Island, at the Crown Plaza. I had uh, the main event, Jamie Clampett, who uh, she's 25 and 4 or something like that. She's 45 years old. She just went six rounds, shut the girl out, looked absolutely unbelievable. I had Andy Aiello in the corner with me. Nice. Uh, He's always he's always great. Is that boxing? That was boxing. Yeah, <laughs> and he's an MMA fighter. 
but uh, Jamie Jamie's a boxer. She's a four-time world champion. She beat Mia St. John. She's fought fought wow. beat Jane Couch. She fought Holly Holm in in um, Albuquerque. She's in the Boxing Hall of Fame, the Women's Boxing Hall of Fame. That's awesome. And at 45 yeah. years old, she said, I think I can still do it. Jesus. So we tried. The fights will be up on YouTube. CES will post them up on YouTube one fight at a time. If you get a chance to put in Jamie Clampett and you see her fight from oh, last night, it, it will be you, you will be amazed. Um, so then we have some March 4th. I have Connor Matthews uh, fighting for CES again. That's live on Fight Pass, and it's from Twin River. Um and then, and I know what you're leading into, and then the big one, May 7th, uh, Joe Lozon returns to the ring, returns to the cage. So, I just want to say, like, you just told me about this. I, yeah. I, didn't read, I don't follow the UFC news. Like, I see what yeah. the fight's coming up. I look at the headlines. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm pumped <laughs> for this because this is a fight between two guys that I've been fans of for, like, 20 yeah. years. Watching yeah, so Joe, Joe gets back in the cage May 7th. the toughest fight is pound for pound. Yeah, and he fights uh, Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah. So. Cowboy takes a fight. Cowboy for a while. I think, like, Cowboy was awesome. I mean, he is awesome. Unbelievable. What he did to his career, and this is where I think he went right, but also went wrong by doing it too much, was he took every fight every thrown time. at him. Two weeks notice. Two weeks after a fight. Ca- three weeks after a fight. He's fighting. Dana, you know. Dana would say that Cowboy would fight on a Saturday. He, wherever the fight would be, he would stay there Sunday, and Monday he would be in Dana's office saying, I want to fight again. I think that hurt him. Draw. I think that hurt him because it, so it obviously it affected his win-loss. Oh, for sure. You know? For sure. Where he was on a great, great road. Cowboy coming out of WEC was yeah. unbelievable, and he fought everybody. You, you talk about a guy that fought everybody. I think it was one of the finder fighters they did or something, like one of Dana's web series. And they it, was, it was um, Tap Out. Okay. Um, yes, it was. Whatever they called it, but it was the yeah. tap out series. They what got. What happened to tap out? Um, the the the, the head guy passed away in a car accident, yeah. and then it just kind of. So yeah. I still talk to Scrape in those uh, Scrape every now and then via text. He, he always wears the Eddie Bishop T-shirt. He's not that tall. He's not. <laughs> when they they came into WCF, and I yeah. happened like again, I got put in those positions from Joe. Yeah. Like, I need you here because Dana's in this section. Yeah. The mascot, the uh, tap out guys are coming through here. And me being me and being around pro wrestling, I understand certain things. Yeah. So, Punk Ass came in first. And I said, Do you want me to check your tickets or do you want me to get away because he's not that fucking tall? Right. Part of my. I just <laughs> wore it. And, and, and Punk Ass just started laughing. Be, uh, you know, and I won't reveal anything, but. Those you know, guys, those guys they were cool. They guys. were awesome, yeah. They, they get a bad rap with, with Lozons because. So Danny was on that show. Yeah, I think He was, was one of the original guys, on yeah. So. I can't think of the name that Danny fought that night. Oh man, he, he knocked him out with a yeah, it was kick a kick or something. Like yeah, that. it was a like stupendous. Yeah, fight. it was unbelievable. So I think they, he looked at Danny and said, "How about that contract <laughs> they, or something after that fight?" They uh, they brought Danny to see Yatong, and obviously, so as you guys know, when you go with TV. Yeah. They show you what they want to show you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They want the viewer to think whatever they want the viewer to think. And Mark Delagrati and Andy Cote and those guys are friendly with the Lozon guys. We, we are all friendly. Danny went over there to train, not to change gyms. And the Tap Out show made you think that he was, that yeah. he was changing gyms. And that's not what it was. And, and he that's fought, and he won. And that's not the Tap Out guys. That's television production. Correct. 
Correct. So I got along with all those guys really well. Mask was, you know, God, I, I, I can't believe he's gone, but, you know, Scrape and Punk Ass and those, they were all great guys. You know, and the producers of the show were good people. They just, they had to tell a story. Right. You know, you can't fault them for trying to tell the story. Um, yeah, no, it was they, awesome. because they have to, like, get you drawn into yeah, the television. They need that drama built so in. So once Mass passed away, they just kind of slowly, slowly went away. I mean, the tap-out brand right. is still around. I, I think the WWE owns it now. I think Cena wears it a lot of some yeah, 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 they all do. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, yeah, those guys were the, the one time I met them. They yeah. were cool. They great guys. They were. They know. really were. They were great guys. It was funny that show because Dana was there. I think Dana being there sold more tickets to boxes mm -hmm. around the area. Without a doubt. So and I bumped into kids I grew up with, like Kevin Bartel. Come, he yeah. recognized yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, hey, I just want to say hi to my buddy Dana. I said, how about you say hi to me first, Kevin? <laughs> and he looked up and he went, oh man. <laughs> so, um, March seventeenth. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Um, Calvin Cater's running combat zone. Calvin Cater's running show at the Encore. It's the first show at the Encore. Really? Yeah. If I were you, I would be there that night. Yeah, I might. And that's all I can really say I about that. But uh, if I were, if I wanted to get a picture so with maybe the president of the UFC, I probably would show up that so night. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't want to start you know, any so rumors. <laughs> We don't like to push the double switch. But I mean, if you guys, is that a company you work for? Nope, I just work for CES. I love Calvin. I've worked with okay. Calvin in the past. Rob Font, the cartel, Jake Manini, uh, Tyson yeah. Charlie, they're just great people. Did uh, you ever run across, he only fought a couple of fights, but he was super talented and raw, like raw pure strength was Jarrell Arano. Uh, he fought in Plymouth, and then he... Uh, I know the name for sure. He switched over to the... I think there was the kickboxer, and he was fighting down at Foxwood. Um, I know uh, the name for sure. Does he train in Quincy? Yes. With um, Kenny Kwan, maybe? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know Jarrell well. I worked with Jarrell. Jarrell's a yep. great... Like, he's a kid yep. who... I w I'm going to have to reach out to him, because I know he's... I think he pulled out of it a little bit. He's he still around here, though, because uh, Mike Rodriguez um, used to train with those guys, and now, you know, he trains with us, and now he's on the North Jarrell's got quite a story to yep. tell. Like, his whole past is history, and yep. he's not a young cat. No, but no, no, no. His first fight in Plymouth, like, a bunch of us from... I worked at Home Depot at the time, and a yep. bunch of us went down there to support him, and... The one thing they tell you is, like, if you're being choked, don't pick the guy up. Like, yeah. go with it, roll. Like, you, t you don't turn away from If you can't spin out, you don't turn spin out of it. You, know, you You turn into it. And same idea. And I don't know why Jarrell didn't know that. <laughs> but he picked this dude up while he's being choked, like, yeah. in a guilty. Yeah. And slammed this dude down, like, with just pure and, strength. And it was in Plymouth? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. was pure, raw strength. And it was like... If he can do that, and he survived, and I, I don't know if he won that or lost that, but I think he was going, like, he had a good streak going with the kickbox and stuff. Um, is it Lion something that runs Lion down? fight. Yeah. They run down to Fox. He had a pretty good, uh, pretty good streak running with them. They actually just ran at the Shriners. Um, oh, really? Four or five months ago. Did you hear that, Joey? Someone else running at the Shriners? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, he was, he was there. That? He was there. Was he? Yeah, he went. Uh, that's kind of when he started getting back in the mix. But yeah, so he went there. He met with Fight Pass people, and he met with the Shriners people. So he's he's going to go soon. He yeah, I know. When I talked to him, he had mentioned Fight yep. Pass and yep. that stuff. So that's uh, it's cool. It's just, but it's funny how like how small the circle is. Like we talk pro wrestling a lot, and pro wrestling's a small. Yep. But I, I feel like the MMA community is even smaller. Like I, I knew you were going to say, yeah. no, Drew. 
Jarrell is yeah. because he's wanting to trains in Quincy, and I know yeah. you're not going to... Kenny Kwan is a great trainer, and he yeah. trained, like I said, he started Mike Rodriguez, who now trains with us. Um, I'm going to have... Anybody who comes out of that gym, anybody who Kenny Kwan trains is the real yeah. deal. You look at it, too, like you see those diagrams where in the middle of it's fight. But there's an, a circle that says fight. Circle here that says wrestling, and it's kind of in. And then make, and there's all these right. different aspects, but they're all fight. And they all inter Oops. intermingle at one point or another. Brock Lesnar getting into MMA, yeah. Bobby Lashley getting into MMA. Yeah. They all intermingle. And then you have on I mean, the other side, when you got Ronda Rousey coming over yeah, to wrestling. Ken Shamrock. I mean, that's been on for years. Ken Shamrock yeah. and um, shooting the mustache. Dan Seven, yes. yeah, Dan Seven going down to the ring with the uh, with the NWA belt yep. on him, yep. going Blackman, down to the mix clash of the UFC ring. Steve Blackman too. Yeah. Yep. So they and someone asked me just recently, maybe four or five days ago, if you had somebody, if you had a kid, if you had a, which I do not. So if anybody thinks I said that, um, <laughs> if if you if you, had, if, <laughs> <laughs> if you had a kid that was you know seven, eight, nine years old, what would you do first? And I said wrestling. Wrestling is a number one. Um, high school wrestling. You mean wrestling. more the Olympic style? Without a doubt. Yeah. To Without a doubt. WWF. Okay. Correct. And and then I would go to jujitsu. I would put boxing in last only because you don't you don't need a ten year old kid getting punched Which, in the face every day. Right. Yeah. Right. That's not um, ideal. So I have a little cousin. He's a, he's a huge kid. Uh, he's six and he's boxing now. Been just um, out of Quincy. Okay. Um, right down the street from Jarrell's place, but I don't know the name of the place. Okay. Um, but he, this kid, like, he's built, he's like me already, yeah. like size wise. Um, and his father, his father boxed for um, Jimmy in Quincy. Um, you know his name? His father's name yeah. is John Walsh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He worked with Giff a little bit too. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. John was, and John's a big guy. I'm gonna look him up because um, I know. He boxed back in the day, and then his son was getting that size, and they wanted to teach him some discipline, so they got him into boxing. Yep. He loves it, but all the right. problem is, now you just taught him how to throw a punch. Exactly. <laughs> but it's the same <laughs> Throwing a punch is this much. Receiving yeah. your punches here, blocking a well, punch, moving a punch. You know, people people think of boxing. Little John hasn't lost yet, <laughs> because he hasn't fought yet. Yeah. Right. Just think, people think, oh, boxing, you know how to throw a punch. Such a small piece of it. But you remember back small. in the day, all the salty kids that boxed, and they'd be like, "Oh, his hands are registered." Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's completely I irrelevant now. That that yeah. doesn't even yeah. happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. Even with that, like, growing yeah. up in Southie, none of my weapons are. <laughs> 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 I don't know why. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. You know, if I had any. Hypothetically, boxing growing up in Southie. You had the Chopper Dillons, Mark Condys, Kevin Bartels, yeah. different people. Yeah, the Shade Twins. The Shade Twins fighting in boxing. But then you had that other conglomerate, like myself, that mm. trained. I didn't fight. Right. I didn't go out to a Who's spectacle fight. I went in the ring. I, f I fought. Who, who, who that was one kid that kicked my ass? He's probably about 10 years yeah. older than me. Fitz, Fitzgerald from D Street. Oh, I don't yeah, know. He got his ear bit off in a fight. Oh. Um, oh, and, and Kings. Yeah. I, I don't know who it was, but Kevin, I know. Is his first name Kevin? Kevin, um, I don't know who something. you're talking about. Yeah. He used to come to America's all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember when he um, How do you feel, like, how do you feel about the neighborhoods? Because, like, we obviously, me and Sarah grew up in Southie. You grew up in Quincy, I yep. believe, right? Yeah, born and raised, yeah. How did you feel about the neighborhoods? Because, like, Southie always had a big thing on St. Patrick's Day where all the Southie kids fought. Yeah. Usually there'd be a Southie Charlestown thing going on. Yeah, that's the thing with Southie. Was it divided like that in boxing? So, for the, like, the neighborhood spots? No. Um, 
if you if you were in Queens and you went to O'Malley's, you know, right. you, you trained with Jimmy Farrell, yeah, and that was it. And you know, it, it wasn't like uh, and, and Celtic kids would come over too, so they would they would train at uh, yeah, oh, there was L Street and um, McKinley's what? Gym and stuff like that. But McDonough, there was McDonough, McDonough Gym, McDonough gym. Was the Polish Prince, the Polish Prince, Brian Kozlowski. Yeah, 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 he was under Farrell for a while. while. He was, I know his brother yeah. was. Both of them are. Both yeah, of them are so. yeah, for sure. Yeah, they, you know, it, it's Jimmy Fitzgerald. I didn't think it was, it was fit. definitely I, a Fitzy. I didn't think it was a Fitz. I think it was. I thought it was a ki- Kivlin. I remember the one that got there. I remember the year by it happened at the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Like, I remember hearing about yeah. that. Yeah. No, but uh, if you were in Quincy, you, you trained at, you trained at right. Farrell's. Um, and even if you weren't in Quincy, you trained at Farrell's. Yeah. You know, like the, again, like the Ryan Kilzeskis of the world, the Morganellis of the world, <coughs> um, guys like that. You know, they, they were training Quincy with Jimmy. Jimmy was the best. Still is the best. Yes. Yeah, he's still in business, I think. Oh, yeah. in your gym. Like, I, I remember guys coming and going. You're, uh, so I was in McDonough Gym, then I think it was with Penders up in the right. corner. Yeah. And you had the L. You yeah, had, you had the, the L. Like so I'd be in there just training, doing things. Like <laughs> not, not, and, but oh. then you see this guy come from nowhere. And it was like, oh, you, you're from the McDonough Gym, and you, but you have potential. So we're going to bring you around. Yeah, and you're gonna see all these other people. Absolutely, people know people. So you're not gonna fight. You're just gonna train in different gyms. Yep. Even it was all connected. There was a spider web of it, and yep. one, once one person stood out, everybody pushed behind. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. That was, I mean, we that was it was amazing to see. That. We were like we were like that with um, with Nick Morganelli. Yeah, even Michael too, but but Nick Morganelli was the guy when he was a kid. Everybody pushed yeah. behind him. We had the Shea Twins yep. and Kevin Bartel, yep. like who were great, yep. you know and. Rest in peace. But you know they were all great. All three of them were great fighters. And Jimmy Jimmy LeBlanc. I mean Jimmy shoot. LeBlanc. Yeah, Jimmy, Father, Jimmy LeBlanc. Uh, I, I love Jimmy. Yeah, probably the most wasted boxing talent in the yep. world, though. Jimmy is awesome, and he was a great great boxer. And yeah. he could punch too, right? Like he he had deceiving power. Hundred forty pounds. He was tall. Wait, wait. He was no, so when he was younger, he didn't just get punched. No, no, no. He would punch people for that's sure. The, that's a different style of boxing. Another thing I saw coming up, I was always trained to wear them out. Yeah. Like, take it, yeah. wear them yeah. out. Yeah. Where you see what Shea Brothers and Kevin oh. were punch, 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 punch. Yeah. Hit him as fast well, as he Jimmy can. Jimmy spent a couple of years where Jimmy made money by losing. Correct. At the end of his career. When, yeah. when he knew he was done. But he, he fought. But Jimmy could have still tra- won. He trained with the Mayweathers. He yeah. lived in oh, Vegas for a little while, trained with the Mayweathers. He was Team Mayweather. Yeah. I, and then. He, who did he fight the, in the um, amateurs? He fought somebody in the amateurs. Oh, Yeah. Oh, he did a bunch of movies. He fought a top guy in the amateurs. I. Fernando Vargas. He fought okay. Fernando Vargas oh, in the really? match. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Jimmy was uh, so such a good talent. Yeah, and I think we gotta get Jimmy on. Yeah, that Jimmy, would be Jimmy awesome. Jimmy would do the show. Jimmy would do it for sure. I mean, his, yeah, his family's local. He um, yeah, he he <laughs> his crowning moment. I, I shouldn't say his crowning moment. One of his crowning moments was when he fought Watts, Kevin Watts at the Roxy. Yes. What a great fight! That yes. place was jam packed. It was jam packed. But we used to. Everybody went out for those. Like we, you know. Me and Joe like didn't hang around here. He was sort of the older kids to me because yeah. he's older than I am. But yeah, you want to yeah. say it again? <laughs> <laughs> but like, so like, but all the groups would get together and we'd all sit together. Right. And if you fought one of us, you fought all of us right. in the That's crowd. The thing. But thing. it wasn't about that. It was about like getting together for a friend that was down in the ring and showing them support. Salty was so. So much of an anomaly that people don't realize it to this day. Like you had what you'd have to yeah. point lower end. You had all these different sections, but when and when Jimmy's fighting, we're all together. Right. And like the kids from the yeah. point are going to fight the kids from D Street, 
But that was when we, that was when we got back Quincy, to Salty. If the kids from Quincy mess up the kids from O'Connor, we're all going together. Correct. You but know, correct. Was, but like, Who? I remember fights down like um, M Street Park and stuff like that, like boxing matches, not regular. Yeah, fights. but now yeah. now you do that and someone's pulling a gun out. Yeah, 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 it would be a different time. A different day and time, obviously. So let me pose this question. You guys are asking the question, so now I'm going to ask the question. Who is the most famous and or respected fighter to come out of South Boston? Um, I have several several different answers. No, I know the answer, and I can't think of his name. Okay. The fastest knockout of the Boston Garden. Oh, um, Connors. Yes, Jimmy yeah. Connors. Uh, is it Jimmy Tommy Connors? Connors. Tommy, Tommy Connors. Connors. Tommy Connors. Okay. But there's different ways I look at that. Now, I can look at the time before me, the time after me. You know, you know what I'm saying? But, like, when you, you know, now, like, if someone said this guy, you'd the be like, The first wow. name that comes to my mind is Tommy Itato. Okay. Yeah, 100%. That whole family was great. Yeah, that's the and his brother just <laughs> passed away, I believe. Yeah, 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 the, yeah yes. Anthony, Tony. Tom, um, yeah, and, and I grew up, I, like, I lived across the street from them. Yeah. Butchie used to beg my mother to let me box yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my mother would be like, no, you're not going near <laughs> him. If she said yes, you'd fit my car now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. 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 <laughs> but yeah, Butchie used to beg my mother because he saw my size. Yeah. Like I, I was a skinny kid. I wasn't a big kid, yeah. but I was tall. Yeah. But lanky. Yeah. yeah, so he knew I'd have reach in there. And, and then look at look the whole Italian family. Yeah. If there was a fight, Susan was as tough as Tommy. Yeah. If, if there was a fight, they were in the fight. Yeah. But other, they were the nicest people. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I haven't seen any of them in years, yeah. but they were the nicest people. I mean, the story with Tommy, um, we were sitting at the Titan one night and we were just hanging out. No one else was around. It was a Wednesday night in the summer, nothing. So we walked to the liquor store. We bought three bottles of, uh, <laughs> I forget what it was, it was like that wine, big wine, th- whatever. And we drank it and we just, then we just went home. Yeah. And it was like, one of those things, like I still remember it, but it, like at the same time, you think if I f- messed up, he'd snap me. Yeah, <laughs> but that's why you always saw Tommy fighting. Him and Peter Walsh oh. had the big yeah. yeah. Peter Walsh, yeah. could have been Peter, and you could argue Joey D too. You could argue Joey so, Grandis. So I would say the name that I heard the most growing up was Joey DeGrandis. Now Tommy Otto trained in Quincy. That's like saying yeah. yeah. Joey D. That's like saying this gym or that gym. Right. But with Joey DeGrandis, so at that time when we were growing up, he was he was sparring with Pazianza. Without a doubt. And had the belt. Right. Like he he yeah. used to have a guy, I don't know who the guy was, that would walk around salty with him carrying the belt. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Joey since we were I was little. He's a if year or two older than me. But since living in DC Projects, I, I knew him since I was a kid. Right. My barbershop has an autographed pair of glo- Joey D gloves nice. in there. But, but the, you know, the, the guy that, you know, so Joey was obviously the most popular, but the person that, you know, everybody talked about all the time was Peter Welch. And he has a tremendously successful gymnast yes, oh yeah. in South Boston. I mean, it's he, unbelievable. The ultimate fighter too. Oh he yeah. Was one of the he was one of the coaches. He trained Brock Lesnar. When Brock won, really? the, world, when Brock won the world title, he was his boxing coach. He would go to Minnesota for weeks on end. And, I know and when they bring someone into Boston, that's where, that's where they bring them. Yeah. They yeah. used to be City of Dom yeah. with but Mark, and it's probably still Mark to a point, but it's that's definitely Pete, Peter. Peter's, that. Peter's the guy. And, and again, he has an unbelievable gym. He's one of the nicest yeah. guys in the world. And, and, and yeah, I he really is. I agree with that, but I was on 
to tell me a title side of the street. Of course. That's yeah, you know yeah, yeah, of course. And, and it, it's sad to say, I'm not put, saying anything out of church, but it's sad to say when things happen to people and they fall out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He, if he kept, it would have been great. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And, and I think, I think, and, and I don't know this for sure, but I think Tommy and Peter have now, because they're older, have, have yeah. you know, they're, they're okay that with That was kids' stuff. Correct. Yeah, and now... Yeah, it wasn't so much them as much as it was everybody behind yes. them. Correct. You know? Correct. Everybody behind there was them. A, I mean, there were a lot of other people that we won't even name. I know you've got to get out of here in a minute or two. Uh, there's no, there was a lot of other people involved in that. Oh, that, I'm sure. You know. I'm sure. Well, th- those were the days when, yeah, we're going to meet down Columbia Park, you bring one person, I'll yeah. bring one person. Yeah. When, if they say stop, we stop. Yeah. But yeah, who is, so that's who you think is you? I would say, I mean, Joey was the name that I heard the most growing up as popular. But I think Peter's definitely the gem. P- Peter is is an, the second name where yeah. everyone would be like yeah. Peter Walsh, Peter Walsh, Peter Walsh. And, and it shows he's now. He's, he's an unbelievable gym. He's still good. Uh, is it Frankie down there training? Oh, with yeah. oh Frankie's yeah. Frankie's, I mean, Frankie's my age, and yeah. Frankie looks like he's in his 20s. Yeah. And, God damn, I like in such good shape I've, still. I've drove by the gym a few times. Yeah, yeah I know a guy named Jim. Any gym. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And like thinking about you know Peter, I never never had a problem with Peter. Never had a problem. I never. I was one of those guys that really never had a problem with anybody. Yeah. But all right, I'm with this group, so let's go fight. Right. You know. Yeah. But yep. Steve, I know you got to get out of here. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. So, thank you. I, Guys, I appreciate it, man. That, 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 was, that was awesome, yeah. Run the it goes by super quick. Yeah, any, yeah. Anytime, I'll, you know, if you guys are looking for somebody to come on and no one's hey, here. See. And I can talk wrestling, too. We're going to be for people to come on. <laughs> we didn't even get into it. I know, we didn't talk yeah. about wrestling at all. So that we'll save that for another show. And uh, yeah. so I'm just going to say, everybody in uh, the Mafia, TIW Mafia, we'll see you next Tuesday.